Welcome to Funding the Dream, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. I'm the host, Richard Bliss, and I appreciate you uh, being here with me today. We've always had... uh, some good content to share, and today is no different. I certainly appreciate my Patreon backers who have continued to support the show and show some love. And I also want to thank those who have been uh, um, sponsors of the show. Right now, you can take a look at James Ernest's game out there called Button Men. He's been a guest on the show. He's got a campaign running live, and I strongly encourage you to take a look at that before it runs out. James Ernest has always been a great guest, and he's always got great content from cheap-ass games. All right. Who are we going to talk to today? Today, I have a certifiable expert on the show. Now, I have a lot of people who have come on who have a lot of good content and some experts on there, but this is a certifiable expert. And I say that with a little bit of a smile because Kickstarter recently an- announced a program called Kickstarter Experts where they help identify people in the community who are recognized and certified by Kickstarter. Not that they know what they're talking about, but that they're not going to scam you and they actually have uh, valid backers, valid uh, people who are vouching for their credentials. And so I thought I would have somebody on the show, Daniel Zayas. Daniel, thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me on. You and I have known each other without ever talking or meeting over the last couple of years. Uh, would that, that is correct. That would be. And, that, and that's interesting that more and more we start to get to know people who we've never met. And, and then what does that mean to know somebody that you've never met? Um, I think they're industry connections that you just uh, – you value their contribution to whatever whatever industry you're in and you want to connect on some level to them and – Geography makes that hard sometimes, so social media allows us to do that. It certainly does, and you have been extremely active on social media. Let's give the, our listeners a little bit of background. You are, um, we're going to talk about about the Kickstarter expert um, experience, which you are now listed on Kickstarter's website as an expert, and then we're going to talk about some of the advice that you give. So tell, let's tell the listeners, let's talk a little bit about your background, just a few, a few minutes here, and about kind of this Kickstarter experience, expert experience. Sure. So um, I started in the industry officially, I I would say, about three years ago when I launched a blog which listed uh, the best, you know, the top 10 uh, Kickstarter, tabletop Kickstarter campaigns uh, each week. Uh, And that's continued on until even tomorrow there will be, you know, yet another uh, board game badger, as I call it. Uh, But what what did... um, what happened was uh, over the course of time, I developed a following. I developed a a community that that supported what I was doing, um, and through that um, recognition and and um, and reputation, I was able to uh, help other creators um, throughout that time, uh, unofficially and sometimes officially. Uh, but I was able to help creators who were uh, struggling with campaign layout or how to arrive at an MSRP or how to arrive at a a funding goal um, based on the MSRP, right? So um, I uh, ended up uh, taking a job with Eagle Griffin Games as their marketing director about well, August of last year. And throughout that time, I had also still 
continued to consult with with creators um, and through my admining, so take it a step further, I, I also um, admin about 20 some odd Facebook groups related to the board game industry. Well, and that's, and, and that's really where we've encountered each other because there's a, ton, there's a ton of those Facebook groups out there. A couple of them are uh, – give, give their listeners a couple of quick um, – Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a wealth of resources and knowledge and community uh, on Facebook right now in those Facebook groups. Um, some of the big ones I would say are the – there's the board game reviewers group, which you know helps uh, newer re- board game reviewers, uh, you know, come into their own and also have a place for uh, people looking for reviews of their game to solicit reviewers. There's also the uh, tabletop game Kickstarter. Um, what is it? Tabletop game Kickstarter. Uh, is that the James Matthew one? James Matthews, yeah. His his uh, advice. Uh, and that's community. got like five. That's got five thousand attendee, uh, five thousand members of that. Yes, and then I absolutely. think, and then Jamie uh, Stegmeyer's got some content out there that he's putting out on Facebook. Most of his are in are the col- f- forums for his individual games. There is just a yes. ton of content that is out there, and and I have to say that I know that you it happens to you when people reach out to me for advice, uh, and I don't give paid advice at all. I give a little bit of advice every once in a while here and there, but most of the time it's, have you gone out to the communities? Have you um, inquired of the of the greater group of people and their advice? No, I just want to launch my Kickstarter campaign next week and, <laughs> and I just needed some quick shortcuts. Uh, it's like, no, those those don't exist. You became... There are the, no, no, there are no <laughs> shortcuts. You got involved and you said, you know, a couple of years ago, I've been looking... Your advice comes from at uh, can be found at Dzias, which is Z A Y A S, Dzias.com. And there's some mm-hmm. great content out there. And you had been doing this for a while. How long has the website been up that you've been providing that content on the website? So the website, the actual URL has actually um, you know, changed over the years. I started with MeepleMechanic.com. And then that was the one goal that I had, you know, and I think I fulfilled it. So I moved on to smarterbacker.com and I tried to, you know, do something different. And then uh, I ended up just gravitating to just um, putting my name out there, I guess, and, and self-branding. So uh, that turned into DZIS.com. So the actual URL of DZIS.com has not been around super long. But if you like, even if you're coming into the industry and and or if you've been around, for instance, and you've seen uh, my content on Facebook, that's really where I've staked my claim, right? So the it's it's more like wherever the content is living, uh, you you hear about it on social media. Yeah, and that is really the change uh, from traditional marketing in the past, where you would launch right. a big campaign, drive a press release, drive a website, drive a an event, and then now it's like no, you need to be out there contributing, participating, right? And, and so. This this Kickstarter expert program is new. Right. You're, you're it now is new. you're listed listed out there. Tell us a little bit about how you got to be out there and what right. what did Kickstarter do to put you on that list? Right. So yeah, it's it was a heavy vetting process. Um, uh, the only reason I actually was able to take advantage of this opportunity, um, uh, Richard, we talked about this previously, but uh, we I, I repeat to people that the harder you work, the luckier, luckier you get. 
Um, and that's, you know, that's true in my own life. We, uh, through, through, uh, adminning those Facebook groups, I was able to see that a Kickstarter staff member posted in one of those groups saying that, Hey, we're launching this program. If anyone's interested in applying, go ahead and submit, uh, an application. So through submitting an application, um, early, I think I was able to get in on the ground floor and, um, essentially the way it worked was they reached out to me after I had submitted an application. Um, it, it felt very much like a job interview. Uh, they asked me about all the things I had worked on and, um, what I do now and, 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 uh, where people can find me and all this, and all this other stuff. And then what they did was they also asked a bunch of the references I had listed. They called them up and asked them what I had contributed to the campaign. And it wasn't just campaigns that were successful. I had to actually list campaigns which were unsuccessful who I had helped. And they needed to say you know, how I had helped their campaign as well. Interesting. So they were looking for, your, for not your failures, but the failures of your clients. Just so exactly. That, right? Otherwise, everybody's going to pad their pad the column, Absolutely. right? Here's all my successes. No, no, no. I want to see your failures as well. And uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's talk. Let, let's talk. Then, so now it's out there. There are about, I think, would you say a little over 20, right? 20 experts. Yeah, I think 24 is the number at the moment. Um, but I, uh, I, I'm a big fan of this, you know, initiative in the first place. So I really hope they start adding more people to the, to the list. And I, and, and you I, and I agree on this because we, we participate in the community. We, we give back, we, we help, but there's also, and this is a bit of a bit dismaying, and that is the amount of uh, scammer might be a little strong, but sure, right? The the, the those shallow are the, shallow marketing. Oh, I, well, I like that. We'll call that shallow marketing. And I get asked <laughs> a lot about advice about all of these different vendors who are offering services, and I've never heard of them. I have no idea. I have no impact. They've never had an impact in the community that I participated in. So it's very hard to to give them any type of uh, validation, and right. yet it's. Yet it's been needed so so much because we have so many people coming in with a lot of information. Let's talk about then the type of information that we offer, uh, that you offer when you're talking to um, one of your per- either clients or prospective clients. What kind of pieces of advice? Let's let's do a top three. What, what are some of the top three things that you, when they come to you, that you kind of have to watch out for? Sure. So, um, to just to rehash what you what you just said, um, one thing to keep in mind about these these uh, marketing people who come after you is that they are coming after you, right? So, how good of a marketer can they possibly be if they are if they are reaching out to you for for uh, business, right? So, you, you got to take into account that you need to have reached out to somebody for help versus somebody reaching out to you for help. Good point. Uh, in, in, I call, in, I call in that, that in a networking event. We refer to that as sharks and guppies. And yeah, so whenever okay. you go to one of those networking <laughs> events and you're standing around and you're talking to somebody in the corner with your drink in your hand, you have to ask yourself: Are they a shark or a guppy? And you have to ask yourself: Am I a shark or a guppy? And right, if right. they're a shark, then be aware that they're being nice to you and friendly to you and and hitting you up because you're a guppy. Right, they have a profit incentive. They have a profit so. incentive, and the other piece is if you are a shark, if you're there for business, don't hang out with the other sharks. Right, right, that's, that's, that's a, very true. Yeah, you're you're you hit the nail on the head, and that's 
And that's really what, I mean, I just make myself available in those Facebook groups and, you know, I don't hunt anyone down for clients. I I don't need to do that. Okay. So what are some of the, somebody comes to you and you start talking to them. And so what are some of those first few things that you're like, okay, here are some challenges that you face on a fairly regular basis when people reach out? Right. So uh, on a regular basis, I, I would say the most prevalent issue that I have when first taking on a client and that, and I say this, um, you know, with the intention of helping them succeed, but a lot of the people who reach out to me are frankly overconfident in, in their product. Right. So that would be the, the biggest one. Okay. In, in their product, in what way? That the, in, I don't in think that they are ready to launch got it, right away. Got, got it. Not that their product isn't any good. Sure, sure. And, yeah, often, I, and I think oftentimes that drives the overconfidence then is that the product might be very good. Sure. Yeah. I've experienced that. But, but the preparation planning, I guess, is something that maybe – and I have to admit, I get this all the time. Hey, I'm launching next week. You know, I haven't done anything. Can you help me uh, you know, sh- spread the word? <laughs> uh, yes. Cancel your campaign. Start over. <laughs> and how much time yeah. – right? That's, I do. It's funny, it's funny you brought that up because um, I'll get uh, people contact me saying that I've stalled out. How can I market my campaign better? And even in the Facebook groups, you see this all the time. Um, but the answer is, oh, give me a time machine and let's work together. <laughs> right. And I so, tell them, re- you know, cancel, relaunch, and uh, be fine success that way. Take the time. Right. How much? So when they come in overconfident, what is it that they're surprised by, I guess, when they come in that how much, how much work does it take to get ready to launch? Um, it takes a fair amount of work to build a community. Um, it, it's not impossible, obviously. People do it all the time. But those people who you see are massive successes have put in a lot of time um, uh, pre-marketing their games. What's, uh, what's, what's the definition of a lot of time? Sure. I, I would say that you need a year of preparation time. And all of that are are things that you can be doing concurrently that are benefiting the project, such as artwork and development of the game itself and um I, you know, you know, so a year i i know some people might be listening uh mm-hmm. maybe most of my listeners are pretty savvy so i doubt it's the listeners it's the people who aren't listening they're saying yeah, exactly. I, I, right we'll go, we'll go with that way a year what am i going to do for a year the project's ready i'm ready to go what am i doing for a year that i have to go build, prepare so, so part of the year is that maybe you've already started that year. I should, I should clarify, right? You, maybe you've already started the year because you've announced on social media that the project is going to take place in the first place, right? So that, that's really the impetus, I think, for that year time span. When you announce on social media saying that this is going to be a thing, I'm going to make this game, and I would appreciate your support in this journey of mine. That would That's that's your year time, time frame. Oh, oh, I if you I... haven't mentioned online at all that this game even exists, then no, you're not ready for Kickstarter. And I guess I guess one of the reasons that there's a sense of overconfidence in, in some ways of how much time it's going to take is that well, my game's already done. I already produced my, my game's right here. It's already done. I got the prototype. Right. So do I still need a year? Uh, yeah, you are, if you have a game and it's ready to go, um, you are essentially saying that uh, me and my close friends and my mom all know about this game and they love it. And that is not enough. Uh, you also need the time, the pre-marketing time to build up anticipation for, 
the artwork being released, right? You need there's there's such thing as a hype train that a lot of the successful Kickstarter uh, creators, you know, they are able to do that um, through uh, this long pre-marketing arm. And I say a year, and I'm not even uh, I don't even adhere to this uh, when when there's a, a, enough content out there into the world, right? Well, that means um, that means that, like you said, the year just started. The year has already started for them. Right? Yeah, and I tell people a minimum six months, and that was a long time ago, and I think you're absolutely right. right. In the noise that's out there right now, particularly in the board game space, you're going to need a year of contributing to the community. Okay, so we, they, underest- Very- they underestimate how much time it's going to take. What's another sure. thing that they, uh, that they need to be aware of? Um, let's see here. If they are I – think to- I think today might- one might be the cost of – actually the cost of launching, right? Oh yeah, for sure. So it, it's it costs a lot more uh, than people give credit for to actually just launch a campaign. We're not talking about the money you need to make a game and manufacture it and fulfill it to backers. We're talking about having art ready for a game, right? So having an art budget so that you can present the product in the best light or the amount of money it takes to actually market your game um, effectively, the amount of money it takes to potentially, if you if you have it you know, in the cards, to do the traditional boots on the ground uh, convention marketing where you have your game set up on a table and you are just seeing as many people as you possibly can. And I think this is probably the most dismaying piece of advice or it rea- is, reality check <laughs> that I have heard from uh, from my guests I hear from people. And that is the old days of just having an idea, throwing it up there, and having it fund. Uh, unfortunately, those days just really don't exist anymore. When we see spectacular successes or we see a success um, – one of my recent guests, uh, Mark Spector, who, who – you know, he raised twenty eight thousand dollars. That is success. It doesn't have to be the Gloomhaven at four million. Yet, Correct. the amount of money you need to be spending before you even get to that point is really discouraging to a lot of people out there. I agree, um, and it doesn't. The thing is that you're only discouraged when you've given yourself this false expectation. So, if you have this. I usually say this a lot, actually, um, uh, with the people I work with is you have this opinion of the market. You have this opinion of the the industry. And where is that opinion rooted? And if it's not in experience, then you need to ask yourself why you have that opinion in the first place. So. Right. Okay. And then we only have uh, about a minute left. What would be a third sure. – thir- something else that we can have people – Sure. So – Go ahead. So um, – Let's see here. I would say that um, uh, we were talking about this before the show. I didn't write it down. Um, I think one of the things you said was the game designers uh, getting into the details, simplifying the rules of your game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a practical one that any person can take away from this, you know, not having hired an expert, not needing – um, any, if you don't follow any other advice in this, in this, uh, setup, uh, you should absolutely distill your rules in the campaign to a digestible format that is able to, you know, that, that customers are comfortable with, um, you as a potentially the designer and self publisher, uh, have this full rule book and it has all of the ins and outs of the rules. Um, customers don't need that to believe in a product. They need to feel comfortable with the very, very, very basic, uh, example of your, 
your gameplay mechanisms. And you're actually using that as an opportunity to show off the artwork as well when you're doing that uh, effectively in the campaign. Great, great advice. I appreciate it. Daniel, thank you very much for being on the show to kind of share some uh, pieces of advice and then to talk a little bit about this expert program with Kickstarter. Awesome. I appreciate it. Hey, if you have a few seconds, you want to stick around and we'll just chat and we'll also th- throw some bonus content up on Patreon. Does that work? That sounds good. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to uh, Daniel Zayas, who is a Kickstarter expert providing board game adv- uh, advice for board games on Kickstarter. You can find his content and his uh, contact information at dzayas, Z-A-Y-A-S.com. And uh, he is out there with a gr- lot of great clients who have had some success, ones that I recognize. So I feel, feel free to reach out to him and find him on the Facebook groups. Thanks for listening. Take care.